Hello, welcome. Uh, my name is Dan Meyer, Editor-in-Chief here at RCR Wireless News. Thanks for joining us this week on the NFESD Rally Check. This week, we're going to look at some, some of the top news stories of the week, including uh, Nokia setting up a deal with uh, some companies in Finland, uh, and also Oracle uh, moving ahead with its uh, SDN uh, platform, uh, as well as an interview with uh, Tektronix on the state of the NFE mar uh, market. But uh, first, uh, some business here. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. Telecomcareers.com. Hello, welcome. Uh, my name is Dan Meyer. I'm an editor-in-chief here at RCR Wireless News. I'm joining you today from the RCR offices here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, behind the scenes, we got Jeff working things for us back in the Austin headquarters. Uh, so uh, we'll get to some of the big news uh, for this week. Uh, Nokia this week announced a deal with a university in Finland, as well as some vendors, uh, Corient and Expo, on uh, working on some uh, proof of concepts uh, using SD and NFV uh, to enhance mobile backhaul services. Uh, Jeff, you can uh, put the photo there of, of Etsy, the Etsy building there. Uh, the entity said that they have uh, developed uh, an Etsy industry-specific group for NFV proof of concepts, say that really fast, uh, that shows a virtualized LT network applying SDN uh, to mobile, for mobile backhaul and transport in the network. Uh, the SDN-based platform is said to increase uh, network economies due to the ability to use hardware for multiple functions. Another news this week, uh, Oracle Communications recently unveiled its network service orchestration solution which is uh, targeting a very uh, important market uh, for the NFE uh, and SDN uh, platforms in, in the orchestration aspects of, of the networks. Uh, the move is uh, using uh, the NFE and SDN technology to help operators uh, more efficiently run their networks. Uh, Jeff, if you can uh, run that uh, picture of the, uh, of the Oracle photo for us. Uh, Oracle stated that the solution is part of a broader orchestration platform it's working on uh, designed to help its customers more efficiently run their networks uh, and help them uh, uh, better uh, use their, their uh, virtualized networks in their, in their operations. Also this week, uh, a couple of uh, organizations announced new members, including uh, the Open Network Lab, which this week said it added uh, heavyweights uh, Cisco Systems and SK Telecom to its open source SDN open networking operating system platform uh, that's looking to uh, tap into SDN uh, uh, utilization. Uh, the companies are, are joined the uh, founding members uh, for the uh, Open Network Lab and AT&T, NTT, Sienna, Fujitsu, Huawei, uh, Intel, NS, and NEC. Uh, also this week, uh, Open Daylight, uh, announced new members as well. They uh, announced uh, CA Technologies, Megaport, and Inspirant to join their open source communication or open source platform project. Uh, that organization now has more than 300 developers working on their open source uh, uh, NFV and NSDN solutions. Uh, and those are some of the top NFV and NSDN stories items for, for, for the week. Uh, also this week, uh, I recently had a chance to uh, speak with Tektronics Communications uh, about their, uh, get some views, their views on the current NFV market. Uh, Tektronix uh, was talking a bit about uh, some of the savings when it comes to OPEX versus CAPEX for mobile operators uh, and some of the bigger challenges facing the ecosystem uh, this, this, uh, for, the, for the NFE platforms. Uh, I started by asking them to provide their views on where the NFE uh, market currently stood in its evolution. Uh, Jeff, can go to the, uh, the video for that. Join in as well. Uh, I think your point is very valid. We're at 2014, there was a lot of talk and so on. It's, we're starting already seeing the talk translate to actual actions, to actual virtualization. And that's obviously consistent with our product line and our drive to virtualize uh, our products. As you can imagine, the talk has to take time to develop products because you can't just virtualize a standard product and move to that world. So that evolution process of the software is critical. And we start seeing that more and more, not just ourselves, but competition and so forth, and the expectation of the network providers. There already are, we're seeing the expectation moving up more and more to create this and become actual reality. 
Yeah, excellent point, sir. But the only other point that I would add is uh, the key challenges that we're seeing right now in terms of our uh, involvement with other customers is uh, uh, the whole orchestration and interoperability angles that NFE truly premises. So in terms of the adoption journey, uh, I, I would say we are still there infancy stages. There's a lot more to be done. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, it does seem like maybe 2015 will be a year where perhaps orchestration, because that is going to be a major part of it. If you want to, you know, obviously, you have to get standards in place and everything as well. But it does seem like at the end of the day, orchestration is going to be a big part of this, because again, if operators can't really, uh, I guess, manage these NFE deployments and um, be able to tie everything together, uh, the efficiency gains will not be there as expected. So it does seem like that orchestration part of it uh, is going to be a big, a big, probably a big focus for 2015 then. Yeah, I would totally agree because you can look at NFV in general, people talk about the reduction cap, CapEx and OpEx. But really the OpEx reduction is actually much bigger than the CapEx in, in many ways. And that that realization cannot happen without, without orchestration. The movement to cost, so yes, there's value, but the big gold pot at the end of the rainbow is when it's all automated, all orchestrated, and that will take some time but movement slow movement you can you already we already have seen this positive progress Got it, yeah, i mean i guess it's a challenge to kind of make sure that your customers realize that this is probably going to be more of an opex savings down the line because you know again people think about nfv and virtualization and they think about you know generic boxes and all this upfront savings you know but just buying software which you know is cheap for everybody that's so everybody thinks and you know it's just gonna be this easy capex savings but it does seem like that it is going to be that opex play is it a i guess a challenge to make sure your customers realize that this won't be uh, this uh, initial savings, but it will be kind of more of a long-term play? Absolutely, not only that, you start seeing, again, like any other technology, you think of it from a product perspective. Oh yeah, okay, I have the new product, I'm done. We already are seeing with our customers, the play is they have to change their workflow, their methods, their mechanisms. So that's what drives more of the longer term. It's not just creating the product, we sell it, everybody's good, we go home and celebrate. There is that mechanism to change all these processes, and that actually will drive more the timeline than the creation of the product. Yeah, specifically, I think what Sai is talking about is the concept of uh, the customers themselves adopting the DevOps attitude towards rolling out services, right? Because right now, they're still in the, the six-month NetOps mentality that really has to evolve towards a DevOps mentality and being able to roll out services in a, in a much more faster manner. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, as we look at the market right now, I mean, obviously, you know, again, orchestration will be a big part of it. But as we as we're kind of looking at it today, I mean, what are the biggest, maybe the biggest challenge or biggest challenges you see, and I guess, uh, or what's holding up perhaps NFE deployments? I mean, obviously, there's still some standards issues going on. There's still, you know, a lot of work. A lot of different organizations are working on different parts of NFV, uh, whether it's OPNFV or or uh, all the other various organizations that have sprouted up. Etsy's obviously working on it as well too. Um, I mean, is there a, a single thing that you guys see today is still perhaps holding up the process, or do you think in general it's moving along as expected and, and things are kind of progressing as you guys thought it, thought it would? I would say that it's moving. Uh, the challenge is, is really comes down to depending where the pockets and starting with low-hanging fruit and moving to tackle big-hanging fruits. If you look at from a general environment in the network, if you split it into low compute, high compute environments, low bandwidth, high bandwidth environment. There's obvious areas, that's where you see the attachment of NFV first. The high compute, high bandwidth is more into the future. So it is a gradual thing. And it's driven by 
and that's part of the challenge when network operators data is grown by 80 100 percent a year that's putting that that uh, horsepower and the high compute high bandwidth a little harder so it's okay we'll get there it's just it's a step approach instead of saying here we're done and and move on kind of thing yeah excellent points that the one one other challenge that i think needs to also be your question about the single biggest challenge. I think from a customer standpoint, right, from, from the service operator standpoint, the, the ringable neck, right, the, the, the who accounts, who manages accountability, right? In, in the previous world, in a box mentality, in a box in a hardware software mentality, the, the, the ringable neck, the accountability is clearly there. Who owns what and who's responsible for what, right? Now going into this in a, in a pure virtualization orchestrated manner, uh, the accountability aspect is really not uh, discussed. And I think corporates have to go through a mind shift to figure out that the, those, those issues and those will take some time. And that's why I think what Sai talked about in terms of islands of implementation makes perfect sense. And it takes some time to, to go through those kinks in the process and establish those accountability aspects. Got it, okay. And it seems like too, I mean, obviously moving forward, you know, as operators roll this out, uh, there is going to have to be a continued support of legacy systems too. I mean, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. I mean, orchestration is going to be a big part of that. You know, these operators have spent 30 years and hundreds of billions of dollars on a lot of equipment that's sitting in storerooms and out at cell sites. I mean, just everywhere on the network. And they can't just turn that stuff off tomorrow. I mean, it's going to be, it seems like a challenge for you guys is going to be really trying to tie that legacy with the future, uh, at least for probably a several year period. In some ways, it's an advantage to us, not as much of a challenge. Because if you know about anything about techcoms, we create this end-to-end -end solution view. So given that we have products and they're all connected under our RSView ecosystem, so we create these new elements, new NFV monitoring functions that coexist under our RSView umbrella, and we are truly able to cover the network, both the old, the medium, and the new, all in one picture, one single pane of glass for them to troubleshoot the network. Exactly. Yeah, and that seems like that's gonna be a, again that's gonna be a, a nice uh, a nice advantage for you guys maybe moving forward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, all the analysts I talk to on this topic, that's one thing that they always seem to kind of hide in the background is the fact that hey, you know, this is all great ideas and great technologies, but implementation is a whole different ballgame. I mean, you know, things work great on a whiteboard, but uh, when you actually go out to the field. It's a different market out there. Two G networks and wireless still <laughs> deployed and still exactly. be for ten years to go. They haven't thrown away the two G, let alone the four G. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's and good. in addition, right? Like as this technology matures and goes from the CTO offices and strategy offices into the real network ops, right? Network ops are just asking the question of, okay, all these new things is good, but how do we manage, right? And that, that's where exactly where techcoms comes in, right? We we allow our customers to effectively manage their solutions, whether it is virtualized or physical, like Sai talked about, end-to-end, we'll be able to give you a view to your legacy as well as new networks in one shot. So as the technology matures and slowly transitions from the CTO office into the ops, into the ops, ops are really asking us, like, can you come and help us, right? That's it, that's really the key thing, right? And I think that's where TechCons really has good solutions. And to add the consistency, again, we want to minimize these changes on our customers when we start talking about their workflow, just their environment. How do they troubleshoot? How do they know whose fault it is to go call to make sure we fix this or that? Having that consistent workflow, the same methodology to troubleshoot, no matter if it's virtual or not, 
it's a huge advantage to simplify their nightmares instead of maybe it's more a small headache instead of a big headache. Good point. Good point. Yeah, that makes sense too. Well, I mean, I, I, and again, looking at the orchestration part of it, uh, I know for myself, I haven't done a lot of work yet on orchestration or look a lot at orchestration, but it does seem like going forward that, you know, as we mentioned earlier, that's going to be a big part of this. I guess how far along are we, I guess, in getting orchestration uh, nailed down or at least worked into the system where uh, that's going to be a part that operators can be comfortable with uh, at deploying in, in, into their networks? We've had the couple of workshops already with key customers and we continue to evolve that logic. Obviously our goal is to create a mechanism where the service provider has their orchestration service uh, management driving that information toward our RSVU, our products and capabilities. So already we know the specific thinking, how things work and, and the, the evolution of that. So uh, yes, it's not there, it's right now more workshop stages and definition, but you see the momentum that 2015, it starts becoming, you start POC kind of proof of concepts ideas into reality by the end of the year. Exactly. Okay, okay. Has there been a good cooperation amongst the vendors who are working in this orchestration space? I mean, I, mean, I know with NFE in general, it seems like there's some good cooperation here and there. Obviously, there are still some some of the larger companies that perhaps aren't used to uh, cooperating as well as, as this, maybe smaller companies are. Uh, but are you finding that, you know, at least when it comes to the orchestration aspect of it, is there some good workings behind the scenes with you guys, with other vendors, to kind of make sure that what you guys are providing uh, can be somewhat standardized or at least, uh, you know, something that operators uh, feel like, you know, that once they put it in there, there's going to be, be good support for, for these systems going, going forward? Standardization would probably be the biggest challenge right now. The market is extremely fragmented, extremely fragmented, and every uh, vendor uh, slash even service operator are doing their own. And uh, that 2015 is going to be the year, uh, hopefully, that we get some standards and we get some uh, consolidation in the market space in general. Because if you look at vendor space, Huawei, Architect, Lucent, Ericsson, everybody has their own orchestrators. And similarly, service operators themselves are doing their own internally as well as you know, specified with companies like IBMs and system integrators, right? So there's a lot of consternation in the market, but that's good. Competition is good. Eventually, it should settle down. And I think that's when you start seeing the, 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 the critical mass moving into these environments. But until that happens, there's going to be a lot of this push and pull with the technology from a technology standpoint. Interesting, yeah. And it seems like, too, obviously in the telecom space, there are a lot of already entrenched big vendors that people are used to hearing the names of. But it seems like this move to virtualization is really bringing a lot of new companies into the, into the, into the mix, you know, companies that worked in the data centers before, IT centers before, all these yeah. new guys who don't have that legacy telecom experience, but obviously know the virtualization part pretty well. Uh, it seems like, you know, all these new companies being involved in cooperation, it's, it, it, like you said, that standards part could be a big, a big challenge, it seems like. Exactly. I think we've seen that with example with Taylor, for example, right? Taylor is a small company, a relatively small company that was obviously acquired by Cisco uh, late, I think, in the middle of last year. So, yes, it definitely opens up a space for a lot of new companies to come in and uh, provide solutions. Uh, but our key hope uh, is from 2015 standpoint uh, to put some certainty to the market. We would we, as in everybody, is in the best interest to actually start seeing some kind of consolidation happening so that we know what the future looks like and, and, and make accordingly adjustments. All right, that was some great insight there from Tektronics. Uh, again, that was uh, Saeed Sadeh and Ravi Chidamori there from Tektronics providing some insight into the NFE market. Obviously, a lot happening in NFE this, these days. 
a lot of challenges ahead for the industry too. But uh, again, we'll be here to cover most of that here for you at RCR Wireless. Uh, well, again, uh, for those who are looking for some more insight into the NFE space, uh, we did recently release a, uh, a report on the topic, which I think Jeff has a, uh, a photo of the, the cover for us here. Uh, that should be available on our website now. It's a pretty nice report with uh, some good insight into the NFE space. Uh, feel free to check that out. You can download it there from the rcrwireless.com website. Uh, and also this week, we conducted a, a webinar on the topic as well with uh, some representatives and panel members from uh, OPNFV, uh, from Strategy Analytics, from uh, Hitachi, uh, F5, and, and Metaswitch too. Again, some great insight there in the NFV space. So definitely uh, suggest you check out uh, that webinar. I believe it's uh, on our RCR TV site. You can uh, download or, or watch a, a replay of the webinar uh, and some good slides there. So some great insight there on the uh, NFV space. Well, again, I want to thank you everyone for watching us uh, this week on, on the SDN NFV Reality Check. Uh, thanks again to our uh, producer back in Austin, Jeff, for uh, doing such a great job uh, handling all the graphics uh, this week. And, and uh, I suggest everybody uh, check us out again next week for a new, new episode of uh, NFV SDN Reality Check. Thanks.